Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Welcome back, welcome back to another edition of the Conscious Debriefing Podcast. My name is Jason Bat, and I will be your host for today's podcast. It is now just got after five o'clock on this lovely rainy. I mean, you can see the sun is actually shining. You can see the sunshine, but it's actually raining. Yeah, now where I'm lame at the moment. It's now, yeah, that's now the 9th of March, 2020. And yes, we are going to talk about renewable energy. Um, I think I want to explain now. I want to explain now why why I brought up this topic. But there is a post that I saw on my Facebook account. It was about uh, farmers being blocked from putting up solar panels. So I wanted to get into it. And then I spoke to somebody that I know on the, on the one Facebook group that I'm on uh, called, his name is uh, John Alexander. And I was fascinated in, in what he was saying. And, and, it, and it, I thought to myself, you know, I wanted to tackle this, this man's brain a bit. And then I, I invited him and I said, you know what, John, let's put this words of yours that you're saying, let's put it onto voice. Let's, let, let's get the public out there, hear what they got to say, uh, what you got to say about renewable energy. So yeah, he's, he's joining me today for the podcast. Uh, but before we get into the podcast, you know, I always like to give a little quick introduction. So my, my introduction, my intro, is um, renewable energy is energy that is collected from renewable sources, which are naturally replenished on a human time scale, such as sunlight, wind, rain, tides, waves, and geothermal heat. The question here is, can renewable energy be used to curb the means of load shedding and can the public use this to help ESCOM? Mm. Okay, now, like I said, a lot, of us, a lot of us do know what renewable energy is. And we all know it's from solar panels and these wind terminals and dams have got these massive generators where water passes. We, we know that stuff. But this is what caught my attention um, and why the farmers have been blocked. Why can't they put... Uh, solar panels up in it and then obviously try and help ESCOM to feed the unused uh, power that the solar panels are generating and feed it into the grid. So yeah, that, that's just something that's, that's quite interesting. So let's get into it. Let's quickly get John on the line and then I'll ask him the questions on, on what, was, what was interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, John, Jason. how are you? Oh, you're right. Okay, we, we're on now. Very well, thanks. And you? Thank you. Thank you for joining my podcast. Great. I really, really appreciate it. Um, before we Pleasure. get up, the quick listeners out there and the viewers out there, give them a quick intro, um, who you are. Right. Basically, um, my background is technical and sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, my speciality was actually instrumentation measuring a flow of liquids and gases and pressures and temperatures. And I was quite involved with the power station, power generation market. I worked for Siemens with Siemens for oh, about nine years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did get a bit of knowledge on that, in that industry that way. Okay, no, good. Well, the reason, the reason why I'm having this podcast is there was a, um, an article that surfaced on Facebook about uh, farmers. Why they've been blocked? Are they being blocked from not using... Um, well, putting extolling solar panels in their backyards, and then you were, yeah, you were discussing yeah. with me. So one thing led to another, and and it just got quite interesting. I thought to myself, no, let me get you on the show, and we we spoke to each other, and and yeah, yeah, we are renewable yeah, energy. You know what I'd like to just say, you know, first of all, in opening is that, um, you know, I'm not anti-renewable per se. Yeah. Um, so. We really, what we have to do is actually go through a few points so we can get a clear understanding what renewable energy is actually about. Yes, that's because right. Because a lot of about this whole story, you know, people see these 
flashy panels and they see these windmills turning and say, oh, look at that. And it's because we're not used to it we, we, and we don't understand what goes on behind it, That's we it. just see free electricity coming from the wind and from the sun. Yeah. So really what we need to do is go into a bit more detail so people can actually understand that's it. So, so, so that's my first question. My first question is yeah. give, us, give us a quick rundown on what uh, renewable energy is. I know there's a lot of us out there that do understand what renewable energy is. And I myself, I'm probably just starting to learn myself. I don't fully understand it. But for what you see on YouTube, what you see on news, it's more or less it makes sense. Sure. But, but yeah, give us, can you give us a quick right. rundown on it? Look. Look, if we, if, we, if we actually look at what renewable energy actually is, it's actually what they call variable renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Um, wind, wind energy is really not renewable energy, for example. Um, it's only really renewable electricity. Okay. Um, a renewable, ener- a re- renewable energy is, is energy that's pro- produced, for example, from a damned hydro, hydro scheme where water is, is, is available and, and generating electricity through a generator. Yes. Or biomass, which is basically burning of wood and making steam and turning a generator. Mm-hmm. The other source of uh, um, uh, re- renewable energy is geothermal. But we don't have those sources in South Africa because, uh, um, you know, you need quite a, quite a high temperature of, of water to generate steam or take the steam to, to turn a turbine. Yes. Um, the last three I mentioned, which were the biomass, um, hydroelectricity, geothermal, those are true renewables because you can replant trees. Um, you can, uh, um, for biomass, for example, to, to make wood and make charcoal or whatever you want to do. Right. And the hydroelectricity generation is basically coming from nature because that's from rainfall filling up a dam. So that is the renewable for, for that side. The geothermal it's renewable until the source degenerates, if it does degenerate, because it's being heated from, from the underground, from an underground system. And that will eventually, that can change, uh, depends on constant, a lot of engineering is needed to, to actually source it and find out, is it the right type of energy? Can we tap into it? Um, the biggest problem that we have with renewables is that it is weather dependent, and that's what people don't understand. Mm. Um, if the wind is blowing, the turbine will turn. If the wind doesn't blow, it won't turn. Yeah, they, um, say, they say it's about 30%. You can get 30% from wind and, and, and sun. Not the full, well, they would hope that you can well, get 75% out of it, yeah. No, you can't. This is where the whole confusion comes yeah. in. The actual efficiencies of both solar and wind are actually very, very low. You're looking in the region of about 18 to 25, maybe 30%, if you're lucky, of the value converted. And that is the problem. You know, people think, oh, you're going to get a a lot of energy from the wind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It depends on on a few things. Uh, um, First of all, it depends on the velocity of the wind, because if it's too slow, you're not going to get uh, energy generated because the turbine won't turn. Yeah, true. If it's then the turbine can't operate because it'll 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 overspeed and and get hot and seize. Mm. So you have limits to the beginning and the 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 end of where an actual wind generator can operate. And the wind doesn't blow constantly; it goes in bursts. So uh, um, it, it's one moment it drops completely down to zero, yes. the next moment it goes up. And we've seen this as, as young men, uh, a lady walking down the road and the wind blows a dress up and that's, that's what's called by the gust. Right? You're like in Cape Town. We, we, we get that a lot in Cape Town. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And you know, if you actually sit on a windsocket at an airport and you see the windsock dropping and rising, dropping yes. and rising. And that is because of, of, the, of the nature of the wind. It's, it's, it's inconsistent and it's intermittent. Yeah, not, only, not only mentioned, this is not enough. It's not enough power to feed into the grid. I mean, you need much more megawatts to keep the grid sustainable. But yeah, like you said, this is not happening. And people don't seem to grasp that. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's why they have to have a, a number of wind, uh, wind generators to combine the energy to be able to have enough energy to, to, to generate something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Germany, seems, is, Germany seems to be doing quite a good job on that. I, I don't know from, from what I watch on YouTube and that, but 
I could speak on the correction. Well, what we first all have to understand is that wind, wind energy is really a, a very old technology that's been regurgitated. Um, it's really back from the 1800s. Yeah. And the demand for energy became greater. It, it was basically assigned uh, um, to, you know, to the archives because it is not an efficient system for generation. Mm. It's only in the, when, when people now say, oh, we can get energy from the wind because of a power, a power issue. Um, so let's, let's reinvent this technology. And so they've come up with new designs using modern computer systems like 3D modeling for the blade designs and mm-hmm. better gearbox design and drive chain, et cetera, and electronics. However, you still sit with the fundamental issue that irrespective of that, you've got limitations that are on natural limitations that you can't overcome with design. Exactly, yeah. And the biggest problem for, for what we need in our operation of a modern economy is um, energy um, on demand. We want to walk up, switch on a light, or switch off a light, we want to switch on a computer and have energy immediately, our batteries are charging, that's what we want. Um, and we pay, when we go and buy things, our normal, normal way we purchase is on demand. If, if someone says, oh, look, I can supply you uh, um, 400 loaves of bread, but I can only supply in a, in, on, on, a, on a weekly basis of 100 loaves. That, so, that sounds and, like socialism. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to buy them. I'll buy from someone who can supply me what I want and when I want it. And that is, that is good. It's so, typical, typical socialism that year. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying that uh, um, wind hasn't got its uses. Yes, it has. You know, if we look at a, a farmer, a farmer would typically uh, can use a wind to pump water mm. uh, or for entertainment use, like windsurfing and sailing. You know, those are typical uses that it still has today. But for generating electricity, it's really, really a real questionable issue. Mm. Um, on a different hand, you know, solar was invented essentially to replace wind as a modern form of generation of, of free electricity. That's where, that's where it came from. Um, yeah. The problem is it's got the same issues. It's, got, it's weather dependent. The sun doesn't shine during the day. It doesn't shine at night. Um, you know, it, it shines when the, the conditions are perfect. And that's when the, the, the actual cell that generates electricity will operate. Um, mm. But it's affected by the seasons. You know, you guys in Cape Town, you have uh, late, late starts in the morning because of the sun in winter. And it goes down a little bit early. So your limits, your limits of how much electricity you can actually extract out of the, out of the sun energy. Yeah. And, and what has happened now is people have seen this market. They say, yes, we can use solar. Yeah, sure. Solar's got specific markets. Remote desalination plant. Remote areas where there's uh, electricity needed, like uh, in a health facility, in a... In a, in a um, a way out place where there's no no power. Mm. Of course, household use, you can use it for houses or business parks. Um, space explora- exploration, satellites uh, use, use solar. So they've yes. got, they have got them. But the biggest problem that people don't understand, and they, they keep on saying, oh, it's cheap. It is not cheap. Solar is still the most expensive way to generate electricity. It's scientifically proven. It's tested. People... Yeah, and, and, and then you'll, you'll get the people out there that will complain and fight with climate change and what damage it's, what effect it's got on the carbon footprint. <laughs> it, it, it goes yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 there's a, a lot of issues that come with it that are, are used for obfuscation. In other words, to, to uh, go from, for, for a political um, onsen. And, and we, must, we must get the politics out of the way when you look at these things because then we become emotional. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, the, 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 the problem that's, that's what has actually led to the demand of, of renewables is basically that uh, um, people t- said, oh, the Earth's temperature is rising because of global warming. That was a theory, and that was generated by United Nations yes. and the IPCC, which is essentially a political arm of, 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 of the um, United Nations. Mm. Um, and basically, 
the United Nations, people like to like like to accept it or not, is 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 infested with all sorts of characters and unelected officials. It's got despots, everyone from from every single country. They can even be a terror supporting nation, and they're accepted by the United Nations. Um, oh, true. You know, really what happens is the United Nations is a bureaucratic pro- proxy for, for certain elites. And mm. it's essentially the banks that control them. And that's really where it comes from. So they've actually used an agenda uh, um, using renewable energy as part of the, the, the drive for electricity and to become what they call sustainable. Yeah. That whole thing about sustainability is very, very questionable. But, but this is the thing. Yep. Uh, on to my next question. Um, at what scale are farmers and other business implementing solar grids on their backyards? Uh, because the, the national regulator recently, they implemented a process for registration to allow farmers and other businesses to legally generate their own power. But, yeah. Yeah, look, I can't, I can't give you the scale of the market. I honestly don't know how big the markets are. Yes, farmers... We, Using it. Farmers we see it a lot. So a lot of people installing their solar panels, yeah. Sure, but what people don't understand, you know, everyone's saying, oh, we can feed into the grid. First of all, why, the reason why they're wanting farmers and others to register is for certain size of generators and to be compliant if they want to feed a grid. But we're not talking about feeding ESCO. We're talking about small grids like municipal grids. Yeah. And that is really where they're, they're trying to get into. But the experiments that they're doing at the moment, when you see these big wind farms, is they are trying to get into a market which they're not suitable for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 as I mentioned to you, the demand for, for, for electricity is on a supply and demand basis, and you want it now, and you must be able to provide it now. Exactly, yeah. Um, now, I've got no objection for private generation at all. Yes, they have their place. And, and, and if they can supply to a particular market, that's fine, um, provided you can afford it. And this is what yeah. people are missing. So, so what's happening, you've got clever salespeople um, trying to create a, a viable market by saying, oh, listen, if you buy these solar panels, you know, you can, you can recover all your expenses, you can deliver your excess energy back into the grid, um, just sign the bottom line, we'll make it happen. Yeah, and it's not true. There's a lot, a lot of other factors involved. First of all, when can they produce electricity, and does the will the municipality need the the electricity at the time they can generate? Yeah. You're not going to generate all the time. You can only generate when conditions are favourable. And people again are being misled, thinking, oh. It's, this is a, a, a quick way we can, we don't have to, we can get free electricity, we can recover all our costs and we sell the excess into the grid and that way we basically get free electricity. And that yeah. is not what we're going to happen. Because yeah, this is what's happening now. Uh, people are now gone that option. They, 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 they've been told they can uh, put their grids up, put their solar panels and try and help ESCOM. But now there was this article that, that surfaced and that South African farmers are getting blocked from helping solve uh, load shedding. This is now the whole story about it. Then, is it really happening? Uh, or farms uh, being blocked? Or municipalities uh, blocking uh, them? I don't believe that. Oh, I think it's been politically driven by the industry and the lobbyists of those industries. Um, sure, the farmer, like anyone else, would like to reduce his costs. He'd also like to be uh, um, independent of Eskom and. Of course, now they, 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 they use exactly the same ploy that they've used with the other markets, saying, oh, you can feed into the grid and cover your costs. So it's really appealing to the farmer. Um, yes. But the farmers generally buy the electricity directly from Eskom, not from the municipalities. Right. Yeah, they buy directly from Eskom. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, correct. And they get it at correct. a much, much lower tariff. You know, <laughs> The municipalities are buying electricity from from Eskom and redistributing that electricity to the to the consumer. Um, farmers are buying directly. So so what they're trying to do now is have two different markets that they can they can um, sell their products into. Um, and the, the, again, uh, the agricultural demand patterns are totally different from a domestic situation. Farmers yeah. get up in the morning and they go to bed late at night and. 
um, depending on the type of farming, or they're doing packaging, uh, um, or they're just basically uh, producing a, a, a product and then and then um, selling the mealies, for example, uh, to a mill. Yeah. Um, and I, people are missing understanding um, where the, what, what what the farmers need that energy for and where they need it when they need it. Sure, everyone would like to be able to generate their own electricity. Yes. I I, I think what's happening here is like we just mentioned, uh, and people have been uh, influenced to buy the, the solar panels. Uh, the, the, the question is, could feeding the grid solve our load shedding problems? I think Chris Yelland, I read an article today that he said that the possibilities for renewable energies is there. It's, it's enormous. And it, it could, if people put, the, put up these solar panels, they could help ESCOM. But this is, this is the argument that we're having here now. Yeah or nay, it, it can't because it's not sustainable enough. So, I, I don't think so false, these, false hope know, has been spread am, am, amongst the nation. Yeah. No, I would agree with you there. You know, as again, it's, a, it's, it's an industry trying to get into a, a playing field that isn't theirs. They've got the area of, of where they can supply a product, but the other market looks so attractive because it's so huge. And so the, they say, oh, we can, we can make money out of this. And that is what the drive is. Um, yeah, your question was, could feeding the grid solve our loading issues? That's, that's the idea because we as South Africans, I mean, we just, firstly, we, it's, it's not load shedding. We should be, it's, it's correction, it's blackouts. It's, it's pure rolling blackouts. Yeah. <laughs> well, rolling blackouts. The, the, load is, the load shedding is caused by an insta- unstable grid. And yeah. the instabilities need to, need, needs to get controlled by Eskom, so they shed the load. In other words, they reduce the demand so they can supply to certain industries that they're obligated to supply in the first in the first instance. So they, they, they have arrangements with certain guys, can they reduce, uh, companies, can we reduce our supply to for a certain period? Um, because they just don't have enough energy. Yeah. Um, everyone's arguing this bandwagon. Oh, we, 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 what we can do, we can all put up these panels and these, these uh, um, windmills and they will then reduce um, Eskom's problem. Eskom will get a reduced demand, yeah, but the scale has got to be pretty large. And um, the, the big problem is, again, is how the electricity is sold to Eskom because Eskom yes. is a stable It runs at a particular frequency. We have all heard, you know, we buy stuff. We, we have 220, 200, uh, sorry, 220 to 240 volts at 50 hertz. And that is specifically a requirement for the grid. Um, all our yeah. motors and our engines, our pumps, our swimming pools, um, our equipment, our fridges, our stoves, all have been designed around a specification that operates at 220 volts uh, to 240 volts plus minus 10% at 50 hertz. That's, that's right. And we've got a tolerance of around 1%. So it's you know, 49.5 to 50.5. If the frequency uh, um, is not stable, the grid starts to give problems mm. and it starts to collapse. And then they've got to shed. And they've yeah. got to shed to control the grid. So, yes. Uh, um, I, I, I read... Help. It, would, it would help if, if, if a domestic market can use solar water, solar water heaters, for example. Yeah. Um, and be able to produce electricity for when they need it. Um, we're asking me struggling, but as a continuous source, it's un- I, 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 I don't think it will work. And besides that, can they afford it is the main question because mm-hmm. everything seems to be free and it's nothing, there are no free lunches. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You, you're going to have to buy batteries, you're going to have to buy all the equipment. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it, could, it could work if there was like these massive batteries, if we had massive batteries. But again, how much of those batteries are going to cost? And then, of course, with the demand that we have, how long will a battery last to supply into the grid? Well, you know, we'll get on to batteries a bit later, uh, um, you know, because that's an, an, another point entirely. And, you know, the, the batteries are not cheap. But I think people must realize that you, you can store electricity in a battery, but it's a very expensive way of storing electricity. It's very expensive, now, yeah. In, in batteries, uh, it's already stored for Eskom in the form of coal. Mm-hmm. And it's already, in, in, in the energy is already stored in, in, in water in the case of a hydrostatic, uh, hydro, a hydro scheme. The energy is stored in, in, in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
to, to yes, transport I saw pictures of it. Yes, that's huge right. amounts of electricity in yes. batteries, massively expensive. Mm. So, so to, to conclusion on that question, can it help if, I mean, farmers and on all other business people, they think they're going green and they're going to help ESCOM plug in their power into the grid. But then, of course, the, a lot of them have been saying that then they don't want to be charged. They don't want to get a monthly bill because they're trying to help ESCOM feed the grid. But, but yeah, it's... it's well, a, you know, it's, it's a, a, a problem because they can't use the energy that's been produced. And, you know, if, if, if we take a look uh, um, at the ESCOM figures that they put out, the, I think the last report was in 2018. Um, they, they basically, what I looked at when I saw the report is in 2007, Eskimo generating 42,600 42, megawatts. Mm -hmm. In 2019, they generated 44,100 megawatts. That was okay. the capacity that. Okay. Um, so, so since then, between, 40, uh, between 2007 and 2019, Eskimo have added basically four megawatts to the grid, which is nothing. Um, but yeah, if you start doing some you start calculating and looking back of how much they actually use, um, they, they can actually use very, very little of the energy they've been given because it's produced when they don't need it. And it's oh. produced early in the morning possibly uh, when the sun comes up um, and when they actually need it at night time, they can't get it because the wind isn't blowing in, 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 in summer and the sun's yeah, not shining. Yeah. Uh, when I looked at the figures, um, the actual efficiency of the renewables was only 31.5%. That was the actual efficiency of the, 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 the solar and the, and the wind. Um, yeah. I subtracted from that. The, yeah, that's a 30% that was used for generation because. Yeah. Pardon? No, I said that's a 30%. That 31%. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's the 30% I was mentioning. Efficiency. Yeah. You know, where a power station generating from coal is running at an 80% efficiency. Solar is only running, solar and wind is 31%. Yeah, a power um, station will give 1,000 megawatts per square meter, while these wind terminals will only give 2.5. Yeah, if, if you can look at, meter. if you start doing calculations, yeah, look, if you're starting land area calculations, that's a totally different kettle of fish. And then maybe we can look at that at, at, at a later time. Yeah. But Eskom's problem is, They've got a shortage of electricity. They're being forced to buy electricity. Um, the whole of the expenditure on IPPs, um, the IPPs or the, the, the solar and wind, only gather them 4% of the electricity, but it costs them 25% roughly sure. um, to pay for this electricity. Sure. It's, it's just, uh, just an economical nightmare for them. And they can't use it. Yeah, well, it's no wonder why they're looking for that 49 billion bailout. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. Taxpayers' money. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's going it's, to actually get worse. Yeah, it's going to get worse, definitely. I had a podcast with somebody and he told me that we, we're going to have a, completely, a complete blackout sooner or later. It's there. It's bound to happen. Sorry, when, I, you broke up there? I said it's bound to happen. We're going to have a blackout where we're going to have total darkness. It's going to happen. Well, that's, that would be a frightening situation. Because of the we, grid that's so unstable. We'll, we'll, we'll end up having no electricity then for a few weeks because yeah. uh, if you can't start a power station, it's a nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there are theories. There are theories that this whole renewable energy could be another scam. Uh, I think we touched a little bit on it, but, but yeah, I you were speaking to me about uh, it. I, be I believe it is a scam. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an old adage, if it looks like a duck, swims like a duck, quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th there's a lot of twists and turns in this whole scam, so it's going to take a little bit of digging to explain it, and it's quite tricky. Um, we, we, oh, we've got time. We've got time. Okay. We, we got um, time. There, there, there are political issues and environmental issues, and the rest of it is simply lies and skullduggery. Mm -hmm. um, the, the whole scam 
has risen out of or risen through the policy of a gov- of the government, which is a government political policy, and that, that policy is called the Integrated Resource Plan, and it's basically based on the United Nations agenda of global sustainability. So this is one of the key words that you'll see. If the moment you see the word sustainability, you immediately know that uh, um, the United Nations has got involved. Now, why I say this, uh, uh, an, an institution called IRENA, the International Renewable Energy Agency, and it's also an intergovernmental organization and it's part of the United Nations. It's another tentacle of United Nations. Mm-hmm. And I read ad, uh, verbatim a statement that they issued, uh, I think it was in June last year, so it's really recent. It says here, renewable power is the backbone of any development that aims to be sustainable. We must do everything that we can, we can do to accelerate re- renewables if we are to meet the climate objectives of the Paris Agreement. Now, the Paris Agreement, as everyone knows, Trump has pulled out of it. And he's upset the apple cart. And the reason why he pulled out of it is he could see that America was being pulled into a, an agreement that did not look after their citizens. And he's, he said America first. Yes. And mm. of course, everyone's throwing the toys out the cot and berating President Trump. But he's done it for a particular reason because he can actually see through this whole scam. Mm. Um, just, just, just as those words, Paris Agreement and sustainable development should tell you aut- automatically and a sustainable future where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, we must also understand, and people, I don't know that agree with me, but it's my opinion that this ANC, this is an ANC government, is following a UN socialist agenda. Mm. So what happened? Um, they, they came up with, in in the this whole thing with a term energy mix. And this whole energy mix demand is essentially a, a, a political demand. Of course. Um, and the, they're trying to force the renewable energy into, into society, into, into countries. Mm. And be, because it doesn't meet the demand or doesn't meet the requirement, um, it can't be really used. And the problem is, it's fine to have these, all these grand schemes and saying, oh, we have to have, this is the energy mix and this is part of the RP. Um, it's fine if you want to compare comparable generators. The thing is, they are not comparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they don't produce when electricity is needed. Simple as that. Um, so a grid relies, a grid relies specifically on stable generation, on demand generation, as and when it's needed. Renewables cannot deliver as and when needed electricity. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is where a lot of the, the the problem comes in. So the energy energy mix argument is simply an attempt to justify a non-compliant entrant into the market, acting as an energy producer. Hmm. They are not in the correct space of that market. They have a space, but they cannot provide what is demanded. The demand says we want dispatchable electricity. It's got to be reliable and clean. So they've seen, oh, clean. Clean must be to do with coal. No, it's not. The clean energy is really to do with free of harmonics, wave distortion. Uh, we, talk, we, we talk about clean power. Yes. Um, and, and the type of electricity that has been generated by renewables is not very clean. It's quite unstable type of power. It's got a lot of um, uh, distortion in the frequency and the harmonics are added into it. Um, and so it doesn't really meet the, 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 co- the compliance requirements. So really, it's a non-compliant product mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be even in the energy mix. It's purely a politically correct term. Um, you know, I make some statements and I say to, uh, it's actually fraudulent because what they want to do, they want to play in this market, but they don't want to accept the rules. So it's like um, we're going to play rugby, but uh, um, we, we, we want to put our hands in the scrum and do as we please. And you just have to put up with it. And you're not allowed to tackle us, by the way. 
Yeah. That's really what, 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 what it is. So, you know, the, 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 this whole uh, um, story of renewables is so suspect. Both solar and wind do not meet the requirement because of simple natural, natural facts. They're weather dependent. They're dependent on the season. Mm-hmm. Humans can't predict the weather to any, any accuracy, and we can't control the weather or the seasons. So how can you even think of having something to connect to a grid that, that you have no control over? You have control okay. over coal, you have control over nuclear, you have control over renewables like hydro because you can let the water out the dam at a particular velocity or, or a, certain, a certain amount of cubic meters per second um, to generate your, your power. So you can actually control that and you can get the grid back in the particular frequency you need, which is 50 hertz, and at the right voltage that you need. Yes. It's the ability, this intermittency is the problem because of the gusts. And this is a massive technical difficulty for a a supplier, a person, a a company like Eskin, to actually control this instability. Um, Mm. And this ability is giving absolute headaches for, for, for Eskom to control. Of course, yes. And that's why I'm saying that the energy that they're being provided is just, it's, it's, it's just not usable. Mm. Um, so, as I said, to renewable energy is really a politically correct fashion statement because yeah. it meets the demands of the United Nations requirements, it meets the political demand of the RP, which complies with the NDP, the National Development Plan. Yeah. Right? So intertwined. And it's really a political statement. It's nothing to do with technical capability of the product. The product doesn't meet that spec. Um, so the product, what's actually happened is the politicians have been put under pressure um, by public, you know, to, to try and resolve this energy problem. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, um, lobbyists got together and they spoke to the politicians and they said, oh, we've got a problem, uh, a product for you. It's green, it can deliver your electricity, mm. um, it's going to be fantastic, and this will solve your problem. So, of course, the, 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 uh, the politicians are just too pleased to, to uh, um, tell their masters, we have a, we've, got a, we've got a solution, it's, 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 it meets all the requirements of, the, of, of these policies, it's, it's green electricity, uh, it doesn't uh, um, pollute, blah, 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 and... They were so happy that now this was going to be the solution. So what we have to, to look is how this was constructed. We have very, very clever financial people and very clever legal people in this country. Mm-hmm. So they could see the opportunity of a, 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 to make money. Of course. I, I was going to say that, yeah, money. Just the money making yeah, thing. That's, yeah. That, that's actually what it's about. It's actually mm. money, uh, um, money it, it, making it, scheme. It's going to be funded you, by the consumer. Exactly. And you were talking about Trump. Yeah. You're talking about Trump. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. He's he's that man. He's been he's been making money off political decisions. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what 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 happened? The, the, these uh, financial elites that got together. Um, and they managed to get hold of the corrupt politicians that had a vested interest in this. And they said, listen, you know, you can, you can skim some money off this for yourselves. Um, this is how it's going to work. But we need your support to, to, to bring this in. It's, it's, it meets all the requirements for the, for, for, for the, for the policy. Um, you know, it's, it's green, uh, it's renewable, and that's exactly what you guys need. And we can help you with that. But we, we, there are some things which you need, need you to do. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, well, let's, let's look at this, how we can, we can uh, resolve this issue for you. The, the problem is normal energy is a lot cheaper than the solar and, 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 the, solar and, and, and the wind. Um, so to make it look more attractive, they had to start with increasing the cost of the fuels that, these people, you know, that we use for generation. Mm. So, fuel levies was a good one. You can just increase the cost of diesel. 
the cost of petrol, a which, diesel, which we've seen, yeah. can be used for generation yeah. electricity. Um, so an individual can still generate his, old, his own electricity using a, a generator. Yes. Running uh, on diesel. But that now puts the, the, the people who want to sell solar panels noses out of joint. So it's better if you can just increase the fuel levy and then while you're at it, let's implement a CO2 tax because that is what uh, um, will also help push up uh, um, the, the, the cost and we can, we can say, oh, it's an environmental thing. You know, uh, mm-hmm. um, the CO2 is infecting the environment when it's not. They're talking about emissions, and emissions and CO2, they're, they're two different things totally. But it's a convenient penalty um, for people to pay. Mm. You can add the cost of CO2 onto anything that generates uh, um, electricity. Of course, yeah. So, so by increasing these levies and, and, and CO2 taxes as penalties to a particular market um, makes them starting to look a lot cheaper, so essentially artificially um, they're, they're um, reducing their prices, but artificially increasing the prices of their own competitors, the people that compete against them. Hmm. So it's really a, a, a political move. The other one was to use tax incentives and subsidies and concessions to support the industry. So this entices, entices customers um, to to buy these products because they're basically being funded by the taxpayer and they can use them as tax deductibles. So it's hell of a, a very attractive for a business to, to start supporting this because they can make more profit. Yeah. Environmental issue is, is a, a, a huge issue. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult to go through all the, the green issues here because it's, um, it's, that on its, on its own is going to take a good hour to talk about. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll the, just get Greta Thunberg. Greta can... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 reason, the reason why wind and solar looks so attractive is because it's got a low operating cost um, with no fuel. And that is what makes it the contender uh, to be a primary technology. So, you know, geez, it's cheap. There's no capital. Mm. It's a lower capital cost. Um, we, we, we don't have any fuel components, so that doesn't matter. So this, this must be a f- fantastic technology. It's going to be cheap. We can produce electricity for next to nothing. Mm. But that's how it works. Um, it's really an emotional political argument that's used and they ignore the facts. Um, you know, the, 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 the other part of the scam which I've picked up is, is the way this whole PPA, the producer, uh, the part purchase agreement is constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, if you're going to enter into agreement to supply someone something, you would have penalties imposed on you if you don't meet the demand. Um, so really, uh, uh, the, the, the lawyers have got involved with this and the commercial, uh, the commercial uh, clever guys in commerce uh, and eco- economics came up with a very clever way to do it. So the problem was um, that the PPAs had to be disguised to meet the requirements of the grid. Now, we know they don't meet the requirements because they can't meet the requirements of dispatchability, in other words, on demand, as and when needed. And that is the core issue. Um, other players in this market, like the people that, that, that uh, um, sell um, electricity using open cycle gas turbines, mm-hmm. they have strict requirements. They have, to meet, they have to be able to provide as and when it's needed at a particular frequency and a particular voltage. And if they don't supply, there are penalties for non-compliance. Mm-hmm. So those particular players have to conform to a certain standard um, yet, renewable energy, solar and wind don't have to comply to that demand. So what they did, they were clever. They changed the requirement to a quota. So now it's no longer on as and when needed. It's now on a quota system. So they call this a take or pay basis. Hmm. So as long as they can deliver a contracted amount or obligation, they will be paid. 
This is a big issue for, 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 for Eskom. Eskom are, are compelled by law because it was mandated by government. They entered into this agreement with these IPPs. And Eskom has to pay because it was guaranteed and mandated by the government. This ties them into a 20-year agreement, which I understand from the point of view where they need a term to cover their, 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 their investment. It also has a guaranteed annual CPI increase. Mm. So what happens now is Eskom is now compelled to buy electricity when they don't need it. It's going to force them to enter into the, they've been forced now by government to enter in this 20-year agreement with annual sure. increases. Sure. They have no control. It was a mandate. So Eskom now effectively debt trapped. The, 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 the ministers involved at the time, one of them was old Jeffrey Derby at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, he signed 27 IPP agreements in one day, and a, few, a, few, a month or two later, he was no longer involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and happened to be friends with some very well-connected people in the generation, in the IPP in the IPP market, I think one of them was his brother-in-law. But what's happened is the, the, the ministers of the ANC were actually led into a trap. They didn't understand the technical fundamental requirements of what Eskom actually needed. They thought mm. they knew, but they're, they're not technical people. Interesting, yeah. And what has happened, they've got themselves into a trap now and they're going to be very embarrassed to try and get out of this trap. And Essentially, they were really tied in already for 20 years. They might as well try and ride the wind or ride the wave yeah. and try and get out of that one. That is really where the problem has come in because, as I said earlier, 25% of Eskom's cost of total production gives them only 4.8% of the energy, which is not, can't be actually delivered as we need it. And I'm going to, I'm going to quote from from the Eskom 2018 integrated report and said, our internal operating surplus capacity situation is worsened as we are required to sign contracts with IPPs on a take or pay basis, while we are in a position where we are experiencing an operating surplus at times. So in other words, certain times they have a surplus and certain times they don't. But they just have to buy this industry anyway, even if they can use it or not. They're compelled to. Mm-hmm. And that's Really, really difficult position. But, Jeez. and see, have now got to, they're in a really embarrassing situation and are they trying to save face. And oh. the IPPs are now being able to demand because they've now got them by the short and curlies, if you excuse my expression. Um, it's like what the unions are doing. Um, they hold a gun to the head. If you don't comply, we, we'll expose you. It's a typical extortion tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what is now happening is the way they've been, they've now been given a new concept to look at by the industry and said, look, we know our product isn't compliant, but we can make it compliant. Um, how? Oh, we can add batteries because the batteries will save up, it'll solve the issue. Yeah. Now, they've tried batteries in a lot of places in the world and it hasn't worked. Australia tried it. Um, they spent 150 million Australian dollars on a 100 megawatt battery from Tesla, from Mr. Musk, who's is a Mr. South African. Yeah, Mr. Musk himself, yeah. Most people know that. It's, it lasted four minutes and then delved South Australia into the dark. Sure. Now, are now being used as a guinea pig again by this, by this industry. In other words, it's a further experiment to use batteries because batteries is going to save our butts. Um, and don't worry, the taxpayer will pay for it. <laughs> Naturally. Really, Naturally, yeah. Yeah. And this is really what's happening. <laughs> um, so the objective of the battery the battery ad is basically to attempt to make renewables a commodity, right? Because the PPAs are really on solving the issue because they can't solve Eskom's problem. 
And people are people have lashed onto it. And of course, the government have lashed onto it. And people are very, very embarrassed and say, we have to solve this. Oh, we can solve it. So what we do, we, 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 we use batteries. Batteries can store the electricity that we generate um, when Eskom don't need it. And we, we put this into batteries. And when Eskom need it, we can supply it to them. So this will solve a few issues for us. It will solve the intermittency issue, the instability issue when the wind isn't blowing or the wind's blowing too fast or too slow. Mm. It will also solve the stability issue because we can give Eskom stable supply and we can store this electricity, so therefore we can solve the on-demand issue. Mm, mm, mm. The, 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 the thing that people don't realize, it sounds all very nice and good, but batteries are the most expensive methods of trying to store energy. Uh, there was a study d- uh, that has been done, um, and it actually increased the cost of renewable electricity by a factor of 15 to 20. Oh. Yeah. Now, the, 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 the people buying renewables, if they now go and when they now uh, quote on the new lot, they have to, and they're going to add battery cost to it, it's going to put them way, way out of the market. So uh, our ministers uh, said, okay, don't, don't worry, what we'll do, um, we'll get the consumer, we'll pay for the cost of electricity. Um, Eskom will have to bear the cost. In other words, Eskom must now put these batteries in place for for this for this private industry people to benefit from. But how? They don't, they don't even have the cash. <laughs> they don't have the cash. So they get they get more people uh, to 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 borrow to promise Eskom. Okay, we'll we'll lend you the money, um, of, and to uh, uh, say to Eskom, yeah, but it's going to come at a cost. Um, and then what happens is the taxpayers now calling to start paying yes. Eskom again. Yes. So yeah. adding batteries is not going to solve the issue. It's just going to increase the, the problem for Eskom. It's going to make them more indebted. Like these tenders. Yeah, it's all these tenders that generate more cash. That's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh. you know, the, 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 so the whole scheme is very, very cleverly constructed. Uh, um, we... we, we, we we, we don't meet a particular requirement that's required by ESCO. Yeah. Uh, that's just, yeah. We, 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 we worm our way around it. And then to help us, please, uh, um, Mr. Minister, you know, you guys are in this. We can expose you. Um, you we, the battery solution is what we need. We, we, we know it doesn't work, but we think we can make it work. So um, how, how can we do it? Uh, easy. ESCO can pay for it, and the taxpayer will bail them out. Yeah, just so now, it just shows you how, how gullible how gullible we are, eh? the public. Absolutely, we can be extremely Absolutely. gullible and just fall for it, eh? No, Flip it, we, I'm, we, I'm stunned. We are now being forced. We are now being forced as a taxpayer to finance R and D development. No, but surely, for, for can't, can't one fight this? And wind. Can't one fight for this? So, take it, take it to court and fight it in court. Well, who's going to take it to court? A, politi- a political party is supposed to. Uh, but we've got, we've got organizations. I'm, I'm actually... Yeah. The, our politicians are in with it, from all the parties. Yes. Ah, but something... Know, uh, about uh, I'm, I'm actually talking at the moment to, to, to um, the shadow minister of the DA about this. Um, no, I've no, actually no, put no, a 20-page no. uh, document minister, yeah. together to, to try and convince him what has actually happened? Mm-hmm. Um, he's adamant, no, he, does, he doesn't believe there's a scam, but the scam is so clear. It is so clear. Uh, um, wh- why? Simple question is why do, do only certain producers of this market have to comply to a specification of, on supply and demand, but the renewable market doesn't have to? Good grief. Why? They should all, the, the, people talk about the playing field must be level, but the playing field is not level. The playing field is only level for the, the real generators, but the people that can't meet the market are given special treatment. Good They're given special treatment with uh, non-compliance to, to environmental issues. They give, you know, they're given um, non-compliance to, to or, or no penalties for disruption of, of Eskom's actual generation system. You know, there are a lot of things that people don't take into account here. 
And, and we've really got, as I said, it's a totally different subject. If we have to look at what effect that renewables actually have on the generation system, we talk about things like cycling. Yeah. Um, when a power station has to cycle, it uses a whole lot more coal. And it's got to cycle down to allow these, the penetration of these, these uh, um, renewables into its space. And it becomes, more, more, it becomes less efficient. And mm. because it's efficient, the, the operating costs and generation costs go. Mm. But they're penalized mm. for causing it. The environmental thing is a whole different little fish. Oh, of course um, it is. Interesting thing, is, again, it's based on, it's a scam. It's just based on United Nations demand. Yeah. And political parties have fallen for it, and they, and they think this is the right way to go. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's clear, Jason. In, oh in, no, in you you have been it. John. You have been absolutely awesome. <laughs> Everything what you said was interesting. Flipping out, caught my attention. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, did you you check the rand yesterday? It was at sixteen rand now to the dollar. Eh? <laughs> yeah, and, and and over twenty rand to the pound. <laughs> Some people are saying that now it's because of this coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, look, uh, that is part of a, a part of the, the the tactics that are used to to scare people and, and make people panic. Yeah, um, uh, and of course it's been it's the same the same as climate change. Climate change is there exactly. to, for a purpose to cause people to panic and 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 people yeah. worry about their family, worry about their children, and they will do anything to protect their children. Families is understandable. Yeah. people are just. Thinking they, they they listen to news broadcasts and let me tell you the news the news people unfortunately mainstream media are involved in this whole thing. Of course, of course, we briefly you, had a discussion this afternoon about it. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I told and I told you some of the media sites that I used to have faith in, no longer. I no longer have faith in them, and they just they, they, yeah, the news no, is not worthy. Absolutely, anymore. Jason, not worthy. Absolutely. But 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 coming back to the dollar thing, you know, it's it's also it's election year this year in the states, and uh, the it's also it's also election year in the states. So yeah, the the Democrats are using this coronavirus is now. <laughs> they probably think it's going to be their winning tickets to uh, see Trump. Well, that's what they're thinking. But uh, you know, uh, whether people like Donald Trump or not, he's a very, he's a stupid businessman. Yeah, he course. doesn't need. You know, because he doesn't, he's not in the, in the typical mold of a politician. And so he doesn't follow the path of a typical politician. He can say what he likes. Yes. And he can question and he can, uh, he can make decisions that are, are politically not, not unfavorable. But he gets a result. Look at America's economy. Yeah. Look at the price of, of, of energy. The price of energy with fracking is, is, has a they become self-sufficient. They don't need Of course, yes. He's the, the I think you can see Saudi Arabia, you saw this morning Saudi Arabia's now having a fight uh, in the oil industry. Uh, they're not buying from them anymore, so their market's closed. So they still need the money. They'd be having, be living, on the, uh, living a high life, and now they need money. And so they need more sales. So just drop the price, get more sales, break the... Break the Cartel, because it's a cartel, and when cartels are involved in this monopolization. Yeah. And um, Trump is out of that. They can't monopolize him. They can't well, hold a gun. I, th I think he's going to get reelected. I, I don't know how you feel. I think he's going to get reelected. Well, I would hope so, because he's done wonders for that country. Yeah, he People are going to jump up and down with that statement I've made, but he's done wonders for that country, and people can't deny it. Whether he's exactly. liked or not. Exactly, and, and, and socialists... Don't like it. <laughs> they no, don't like it. <laughs> we have to take the emotion out of these, these arguments that we have about uh, like renewable energy. Take the emotion out of it and look at the facts. But people have to start to admit yes. and, and understand that, that renewable energy, mm. you know, they have a market. Oops, you're gone. No, I'm here. Are you I'm there? Here. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, I see my battery's going down. Okay. On my, on my, We'll have to end it then. That's right. Just, <laughs> just do a quick battery save there. Then you're back again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, we're going to take the political out of it. And that's difficult because there's a lot of invested interest and there's money there. And some guys are big money. Yes. And, you know, when I started tackling this renewables issue, 
I got attacked from a lot of different sides. I got told that um, I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm ignorant. And that's prompted me to dig more and deeper and deeper and get look into it more mm. and more deeply. And my eyes have been open. I think people have to just start taking out taking away the emotion. Look at the facts. Study the study the market. What the, what does the market demand? Yeah, exactly. So that's just your have a market. That's your typical leftist. Your leftist will always do that. He'll always bash you down and bring you down to the ground. I've I've been having it for a long time. I mean the trolls. Yeah. Trolls that we have on social media pages, they they always bash you down. (laughs) It's nothing Uh, new. (laughs) We see this, uh, but but you know the 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 people are just gullible and people don't uh, um, don't focus on reality. They focus on what they want to see and want to believe. Yeah, it's because they, they, they want to belong to this collective mind I've thinking. Well, uh, you know, you know it's, 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 her, it's, it's group think and her think. Mm. It's her, and, her and mentality. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to... People have, just, people have just got to start using the noggins. Yes, absolutely. Individualism is the way forward. <laughs> I've been saying it for a long time now. Individualism is the way forward. No, we, all want to, we all want to be independent from Eskom, but we're not prepared to... To, to study why and how to become independent from ESKIM. Yeah, exactly. But we, 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 we demand that ESKIM uh, uh, buy independent power producing electricity and if they don't, you know, and people start throwing the toys out the cot and that is politically driven. Simple no. as that. Simple you, as that, yeah. If you cannot supply to a market what the market wants, let the consumer decide. That is the free market. Yeah. Don't force. Absolutely. Buy. A product from a market that he doesn't want to buy from. Eskom also. Uh, you spot if on. If they want to sell on. this electricity, if they want to sell this generated electricity to Eskom, surely Eskom must have the choice to say, if you want to, if you want to supply me this power, you must deliver it how mm. I want it. I want yeah. it at that frequency. I want it when I need it, not having to pay you uh, um, because you can supply when I don't need it. That's yes. not what I want. Yeah, of course. If you want to store it, you if you want to store it, store it at your expense. Don't mm. expect Eskom to pay for the batteries to store your electricity. Why? Yeah. You want to be you you pay for the batteries, but they yeah, can't. The, the cost and the investment is going to increase it by fifteen to twenty times the cost of current. They they have to increase their cost by fifteen to twenty to twenty times what it is to be able to supply it. So your price is not attractive. I'm not going to buy your product. Mm. So we get politicians in the market and we get politicians involved to lobby, poli- to lobby ministers to force the issue down on Eskom. The rater has seen the, he's seen the scam, he understands the scam, and he's starting to ask questions. Mm. And when, when, you, when you look at the Eskom integrated report, it's actually quite scary if you study in a bit more detail. Um, if you want a copy, I can mail you a copy, you can take a look at it. It's quite a big document. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I've, 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 there's a presentation that Eskom did which points out exactly what their problem is. And the problem is the IPPs. And they are supplying something that Eskom doesn't need in the form they're getting it. Mm. And they're too bad. And this is what's forcing Eskom into a corner and causing Eskom to collapse. Sure, there's the other, the other things that also happened in the past um, with, with political decisions of getting rid of all the white technicians and the white engineers yes. and blah, blah, blah. But Eskimo are now on their knees and they're getting just more and more people, the politicians, putting more and more pressure on them to comply to a requirement being demanded by independent power producers. But the independent power producers aren't prepared to supply Eskim as in how Eskim would like the, the product to be supplied to them. True, Why true, must we find something that's not suitable, mm. they can't use? And that's really what it comes down to. Of course, yes, sir. John, okay, I'm going to call it because we've been speaking for an hour now. I don't want to take up all no your problem. time. John, you've been okay. absolutely, absolutely awesome. I'm glad I've called you onto my podcast. Um, I just hope the people out there, the very connected ones, that they take this information seriously to heart and do something about it because I feel we should do something about it, but we're not. That's just the thing. We're all too scared. We, we, we shut our mouths. We don't want to talk too much. When we can, we can actually fight this. Oh, because we... Because yeah. we, we because we get so easily vilified, especially on social media. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I, I've got to a stage where I just try and tell the 
tell the best I can and try and be as truthful as I can. I'm not, I don't it. have an agenda for energy companies. Yeah. I don't work for wind companies or wind generators. I don't work for anyone. I'm retired. So I don't have an agenda from that yeah. point of view. I, my agenda is, hey, why must we be forced to pay for pay the exorbitant cost for electricity because some other guy wants to get rich from it? Exactly. Yeah. It's a consumer and yeah. the taxpayers. Must be fund, privately fund uh, uh, power generation. Yeah. If they want to fund it, they can go out to the market and go and raise money and, 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 and issue shares. Of and course. get shareholders pay for it. Of course, it. yeah. Why must, why must the, consu- the consumer, if his price is right, will buy the electricity? Yeah. But then an option where you can buy it from. Not being told you will buy this person and that's how much you'll pay for it, which is really our current situation here. True. Don't go, John. I just want to do my closing quickly and then I'm going to end the call. Stay on the line. Okay, my podcast is available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor FM, Pocketcast, Overcast. There's so many. It's 11 different platforms and also on YouTube and on BitChute. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me. John, thank you very much. You've been absolutely awesome. And um, I'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Pleasure. Glad I could help. Thanks, Ed.